Workshop Wednesday, everyone. It is Wednesday. Thank you and yours for tuning into the dose. Dose. Alongside the magic man, Mark Hutchins. That's the furry little animal behind the glass, Byron Filson. So furry. Thank you, Tina Tambor, for coming in, helping us get right. She's so awesome. State of the Union. You are awesome, Tina. Shout out to you. We love you. We do love you. We appreciate the knowledge and insight that you bring to all of us. And uh, again, it's like a get right on the uh, on the market. Activity, the State of the Union, it's all good stuff. Love having Tina with the Cromford Report in studio. Thank you, We're back with another fantastic guest. We're going outside Arizona. A lot of people that we bring in here, you know, we uh, uh, we know them, you know, personally for the most part, or at least have an idea of what they're doing and, you know, their business. But we do not know this gentleman, well, at least more than, you know, a couple days ago we met. Mm Mm-hmm. Mr. Patrick Conway is in the house. Welcome, Welcome doing? sir. Welcome. Our listener base isn't going to know who the heck you are. I'm just going to be honest. Patrick who? Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Conway <laughs> out of San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to Arizona. Thank you, man. Nice having you here. We met uh, a few nights ago at uh, Lizzie Hofer's uh, top agent dinner, and then I know you were kind of like a keynote speaker that she brought in town uh, as part of a mastermind uh, last Friday to uh, kind of you know spread spread some knowledge, help... Share your story. Help That's get right, agents man. That's exactly right. <laughs> so it's been a good trip so far. I'm uh, amazed by the lack of grass around here. Yeah. <laughs> not much. Not yeah, a lot of grass. Not much. Yeah, not a lot of Save green. Our water bill, but it definitely is. Ba- it's brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very deserty out here. Yeah. You got more grass than you than we do out there, huh? It's crazy. I thought that we were uh, water restrictions and zero scaping, and then I come here and I'm like, oh yeah, we have like a ton of grass in San Antonio. That's great. Zero scaping. I haven't oh. heard that one before. No. Oh. Zero scape, not landscape. Zero scape. Zero scape. There's nothing going yeah, on. There's no scaping. That's what we call it in SA, but here. Uh, you have a little more moisture there, though, and rain. Yeah, a little bit more. Guys, yeah. Yeah. A little so bit more. That's a, probably why you get a little crap. More, more of the green pastures there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, to uh, jump right in here, you have built a monstrous business in a very short amount of time, going from uh, you know, zero to $85 million in production this year you're on track for? Yep, that's right. In five um, years, six years? This is my sixth year of business, so so from zero to eighty-five million in six years—that's impressive. It's been a pretty crazy ride so far. That is impressive. So, I would say, uh, you know, I got my start in two thousand twelve. Got the courage to jump out of the title business. Congratulations! Thanks. <laughs> Being a title rep is kind of tough. It's like it is, yeah, tough. It is tough. It is the true. hardest job of all time. It's it really like, is. What it's are you going to do for me? And okay, I'll give you this one <clears throat> listing. You can close it with your title company and make my two hundred dollar commission. They're just horrible. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough but to convert. It was awesome because I got to meet some really great agents, some really good loan officers, and there was like kind of a common theme in San Antonio. Some of the best lenders that I was chasing for the refi business as a title rep were involved in this organization called the Core Training. So I was like, "What the heck is the Core Training?" And it basically was just a high level of accountability and a really, really great coaching program that all these guys were utilizing. And it's just really, really simple tactics at a high level of accountability, and all these guys are getting great results. And I always wanted to be a general realtor, but I was always scared, like, man, if I can't find a buyer or seller, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. Right. So went the title route, which was dumb, but smart at the same time. <laughs> so led you down um, this path. We had to pay yeah, the bills, you know, crazy. at least the smaller bills, right? Yeah, yeah. I know you told a story of, you know, re, you know, having to, uh, uh, or, you know, when you started looking at, you know, having, having kids or having children that, you, you know, switching careers... Oh man, that was a big time deal. So we were talking about me getting into general real estate and actually my wife worked in a pretty decent job and she was a 
sales rep for a liquor distributor. Fun perks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like booze. booze. I like booze sometimes. <laughs> Most realtors <laughs> do. Yeah. But right at the same time when I was thinking about getting in and I was getting exposed to some of these guys that were in the core and I was thinking, okay, I might be able to jump into this general real estate thing. My wife got a promotion in her job and I was like, all right, so if I don't sell anything, we can pretty much pay our bills. So I felt secure about jumping into it. So that was good. But I jumped right into it and uh, just did some basic things really, really well consistently. What were those things? Let's start, let's, let's mm-hmm. kind of hone in on that. Where do, where do you start day one? So day one, some coaches that I had and some mentors that I had said in San Antonio, we have a grocery store called HEB. And literally in San Antonio, it's the only grocery store. So they were like, run an HEB test on everybody. I was like, what the heck is that? They're like, well, if you're at the grocery store and you're walking down the aisle and you're walking down the aisle, I would say, hey, Jeremy, hey, Mark, what's up? You're like, hey, Patrick, I know you. So if you can run that test on them and you would actually physically recognize them and know them by name, put them on a list. And I was like, cool, I can do that. So they said, run through your phone contacts, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Snapchats, whatever it is that you got. Rolodex if you're old school. Put all those people on a list and uh, find out how many you got. And at the time, I was like, man, I went to high school in San Antonio. I went to college in San Antonio. Oh, this is my home, baby. I probably yeah. know like a thousand people. Yeah. And after really doing that and running through it all, I had 216 people on a list. So then I discovered that I was not as popular as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> but those mentors said, hey, take that list. And basically, what I want you to do is write a letter about why you're passionate in real estate and what you're going to do and ask for their help. So basically, my letter said, hey, I'm really passionate about real estate. I met with some of the top agents in the town. Um, I know that I'm going to be really successful at this because I'm the type of guy that wants to see my face on the Wheaties box one day. So (laughs) I'll give you maximum effort and I'll always do the right thing. So you can feel confident that when you send me somebody that needs to buy or sell, I'll take great care of them. But I know I'm not going to be successful without you guys. So you're getting this letter because you're a great friend, family member, client, whatever it is. Um, You're getting this letter because I care about you. And basically, I set up the expectation in that letter that I was going to write them a letter every single month without fail about what's going on in my life. And that first letter was just passionate about real estate. I'm going to be successful if you guys help me out. So you need to send me leads. Here's two cards, one for your records, one to refer me. And I sent that letter out. And then every single month without fail since then, I've been sending a letter. But the previous, you know, the, the letters after that, I did not write anything about real estate. I just write about what's going on in my life. Smart. So smart. The, the coaches and mentors that I had said, write this letter. They called it a letter of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was, Barasa. at first right. I started yeah, writing like exactly. Costa Rica trip, how much business I was doing. I was like not doing it the right way. And the first letter that I actually wrote and got a good response from was um, me and my wife, you kind of mentioned that me and my wife were going through trying to have kids and we discovered that my wife is like missing some parts and there was just some problems there. And we were going through this process where we may not have been able to have kids. And I wrote about this great trip. I wrote about this good month in real estate. I wrote about all the happy things in my life. And I was getting like no response from my database and these people that were actually getting the letter. And I was like, what's wrong? And my coaches and mentors said, they don't want to hear how badass Patrick Conway is. You're like this great real estate agent right. starting out. They didn't want to hear about that. They wanted to hear about the fact that I am just as screwed up as everybody else out there. So they were like, share some pain and be real. Try that. So I was really nervous, but I started writing about in vitro and this crazy journey that we were probably going to end up being on. At the time, I didn't know how crazy it was going to be. But I wrote about in vitro and some of the struggles, sent the letter out. And like in a two-day period, I got like more than 50 calls from my database like, hey, you guys are going through that. I can't believe it. So the letter is pretty powerful because 
people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you're being real, they can feel like they're really in deep with you. So last year, me and my wife were downtown in San Antonio at Morton Steakhouse. And uh, one of my first clients ever, I remember him because he looked so funny. He was one of those old school wrestler guys. So he had the cauliflower ear. Right. So he just yeah. kind of had that weird looking face and you see the ear and you're like, I will never forget your face. Right. <laughs> so over the years, over the five year period, he was one of my first clients. You know, I'd call him on his anniversary. Uh, I called him twice a year. I sent my letters 12 times out of the year. But every time I called him, I just left a voicemail like, hey, I just wanted to catch up, make sure the house was going good. Give me a call if you guys need anything. Yeah. Never talked to him. But he got my letter. So we're downtown at Morton Steakhouse last year. And I'm walking over to the bathroom and somebody from the distance like, hey, Patrick. And I turn around and I was like, huh? I don't know. And then I saw the cauliflower ear. I was like, oh, Steven Weaver, I remember you. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? And I haven't talked to him in five years, but he was like, dude, your daughter is so precious. She's so awesome. I can't believe how great she is. Uh, I know you guys are struggling with that in vitro stuff. We were going through it too. He even mentioned like, ah, man, you know, we just went to Costa Rica and we stayed at that same resort that you guys were talking about, the JW Marriott and the Guanacaste province and all this stuff. And I see your success in real estate. And man, I know you're going to go through in vitro again. That's crazy awesome. I hope you guys do really well with that. It seems like you're growing the team. And man, I appreciate the invites to happy hours and all these things. Sorry, we haven't made it out yet. And this dude felt like we were boys. Right. And I haven't seen him since he closed on his house five years prior. <laughs> ah. So because of this letter, it was solid, man. And about two weeks later, he called me up and he was like, hey, I'm glad I ran into you. And I just got transferred. We're going to have to sell the house. So I'm just consistently staying in front of people. So the number one thing that I did when I started was have a database, mail to it. The other thing that I did was call a letter of the week every single week without fail. So first week, call A's. Second week, call B's. So third week, call C's. It's just those simple tactics. So... 52 weeks in a year, 26 letters in the alphabet. If I just twice. did that simple tactic, everybody gets two calls. So a National Association of Realtors say that everybody sells a house every five to seven years. So let's just say six. So if I have 100 people on a database, I divide that by six. That's 16, 17 deals a year. So I definitely believe that if you just did 12 letters, two calls, and for each 100 people, you're going to do 16 transactions. That's At minimum, that's smart. not even talking if they refer you. You make this sound so easy. Uh, it's so simple. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not easy. The task, it, it's not there you go. Exact. It's funny because we were talking about that last mm -hmm. night. I mean, you talked about that. You know, the 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 sales industry or the or the sales side of you know you know real estate. Because again, Mark and I are a little bit obviously you know uh, wearing a little bit different hat. But um, you know, is that it's it's easy is not to be confused with simple. Exactly. You True know, that. it's definitely not easy. But the sales side can and should be, and especially when you get a process in place, it is simple. You know, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly you're dedicated and you're hustling and you're consistent. You know, we were talking last night out or the other night, no. you know, being wildly consistent. You know, it's just oh, yeah. outside of normal behavior. That's why I think agents tend to find it difficult initially to call A's, B's, C's and do the letters and talk about the things that are painful, the the cry, smile, laugh, love, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a harder thing for someone to break out of the mold to do that, you know? And it is, a, if you break it out, like you just said, it sounds so easy. Oh, but, it's like, you know. wow, that totally makes sense. I can do it. And yeah. I think like they get to week one, they called all the A's, they get to week two, they call like 90% of the B's, they get to <laughs> week three, they call like 50% of the C's. Yeah. Week four, they forgot to make the calls. Yeah. And then it just week falls five, off for some reason. it falls reason. off and it's done. Being from San Antonio, it's pretty cool. And I was a big basketball player back in the day and 
you know, if you know anything about San Antonio Spurs, are gigantic and huge. Just a little bit, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little bit. A small not bad. team, right? Not bad. They kind of like ruin some won. of the Phoenix Suns Tim. dreams every once in a while. Every, yeah, every yeah, maybe so. a couple years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, they only uh, have a few championships. That, so you yeah, got yeah. you got one of the best basketball players of all time in Tim Duncan, and it's like, what was he really known for? Big fundamental. Yeah, it's like all these professional athletes and everything, and it's like you go to Tim Duncan, who's considered one of the best, not flashy at all. But man, he grinded it out every single day and just did the basics better than everybody else. So and that's true. why he was amazing. So I kind of parallel and that, that. He was a behemoth. That that helps too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's other behemoths. There's yeah, other behemoths that, that that fizzle out into you know the abyss. You that's know? true. But, that's true. You know, I mean, that nickname, big fundamental. I mean, yeah. it's he's not flashy. It's not you know complicated. It's like you know doing the little things really well, being Perfect. wildly consistent. You know, delivering every night or delivering in this business in your case every week or every month. Mm -hmm. You know. And in, in, in being wildly consistent, as we like to say all the time. So yeah. I assume you're still doing what you said, the ABCs oh, every yeah. year, the oh, letters, yeah. and I'm sure it's enhanced even more. Absolutely, absolutely. As I started growing, so in year number one, I mean, that's really what I did. I developed a database, mailed to it, called them all, said, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee. Let's meet for some lunch. Let's go play some golf. I'm a kind of a fan of Miller Lite, so sometimes we drink some Miller Lite. It was very fun. <laughs> um, and I would just hang out with them. And then I developed a language around what I do and how they can help me out. So that language, I've already kind of, sh you know, yeah, shared sure, a little right. bit, but it was just like, hey man, you know, I'm the type of guy that wants to see my face on the Wheaties box. I'm a big sports fan, so it yeah. kind of parallels good with me. Um, so I'll give you maximum effort. If you ever run into somebody that wants to buy or sell a home, I want to be the guy. And I tell them, don't pass my card out, man. Get permission for me to call them because if I can throw them on my lead tracker, I know that I'll call them for years and years until they tell me to stop calling, buy a house or sell a house with me. So I had my stepfather was real influential and he'd always be calling me up in year number one. He's like, oh, I gave three of your cards out this week. I'm like, dude, that doesn't help me at all. Just give me their number, please. I'll call them. Yeah. So it's not really a lead until I capture their number. Absolutely. Handing out a business card is meaningless. Yeah. So I'd Getting rather be a card collector than a card giver for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alligator arm with your yeah. card and collect the others. Use yeah. that greatness tracker. So we're going to oh, yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the greatness tracker. Maybe we could dive into it all about in the mm -hmm. next couple of days, but you know, we talk about maybe your current, you know, lead generation. I want to dive into your team, obviously mm -hmm. your continued growth and strategies over the couple of days. I know you got a few th other things up your sleeve. Thanks for our sponsors, Mark. VIP Mortgage. Yeah, that guy tell me. <laughs> Alliance awesome. Property Inspections. And uh, to everyone else out there, yes. have a great day. Continue to have a great week. Today is also Workshop yes, Wednesday. Yes, it is. And by the way, come in today because we got some great stuff. Nine o'clock is orientation. Uh, biz, de biz Dev at 10. Also, Skyslope is here. Um, tips and tricks to become a power user in Skyslope. We actually got the folks from yeah. corporate to come to our office for Skyslope. How about that? So please come one, come all, enjoy. Have a good day. See you. Bye. Bye, Byron. Love you. I love you too.